Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. In Acts 10, Peter had a dream. He saw a sheet come down from heaven with all kinds of unclean animals in it. He heard a voice tell him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. He refused, but the vision was repeated a total of three times, telling him to kill and eat the unclean animals that he had been shown. We're told that Peter was perplexed by the vision. Why didn't Peter understand immediately? Was he too dense or something to understand the obvious? Wasn't God telling Peter that he was abolishing the dietary laws that he gave to his people back in the Torah, and that he wanted them to start ordering their honey-baked ham for the holidays? Or was there a different message the Lord wanted Peter to take away from the vision? There's a very important dream in this week's Torah portion. Could understanding its interpretation be the key to unlocking Peter's vision? Let's take a look together in this week's 5-Minute Torah. This week's Torah commentary is called Dreams and Visions, and it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. Our Torah portion begins exactly two years after Pharaoh's cupbearer was released from prison. If we remember from our previous portion, both the royal cupbearer and the royal baker had been thrown into prison because they had displeased Pharaoh. One night, they both had troubling dreams and told them to Joseph, who interpreted them. Joseph interpreted the cupbearer's dream as a message that the cupbearer would be restored to his position within three days. Joseph said the baker's dream, however, signified that within three days he would be executed. Both of these dreams came to pass just as Joseph had interpreted them. When the cupbearer was released, Joseph asked him to put in a good word for him with Pharaoh. The cupbearer forgot, however, and exactly two years after Pharaoh's cupbearer was released from prison, Pharaoh woke to a disturbing dream of his own. In fact, two parallel dreams. Pharaoh's first dream was that he was standing near the Nile and seven plump fat cows rose up from the river and began grazing nearby. Then immediately seven other cows who were emaciated came up out of the Nile as well. Rather than grazing alongside the first seven cows, they ate them instead. Pharaoh awoke but fell back to sleep and had a similar dream to the first. He saw seven ears of plump, healthy grain growing on one stalk. Then immediately he saw seven more ears of grain that were withered and diseased that sprouted up and consumed the original healthy ears of grain. Pharaoh was quite disturbed by his dreams. He knew there was significance to them, but didn't know what they meant. So he, quote, called for the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none who could interpret them to Pharaoh. This is Genesis 41, verse 8. It was at this point that the cupbearer remembered that Joseph had been able to interpret his dream. He told the king about him, and immediately Pharaoh sent for Joseph. When Joseph was brought before Pharaoh, he interpreted his dreams as a warning from God that there would be seven years of plenty followed by seven terrible years of famine. Joseph recommended that Pharaoh put someone wise in charge of Egypt's food supply so that they would be prepared for the hardship during the years of famine. The king put Joseph himself in this position, making him the most powerful man in Egypt alongside Pharaoh himself. In the Apostolic Scriptures, we have a similar incident related to dreams that occurred with the Apostle Peter. In Acts 10, Peter goes to the house of a man named Simon, falls into a deep sleep, and then has a dream. In the dream, he sees something like a sheet come down from the sky that has all kinds of animals in it. 
that the Torah strictly forbids God's people from eating. But then a voice tells him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. However, Peter replies, by no means, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. The voice then responded, what God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times before the sheet was taken back up and Peter awoke. The book of Acts tells us that when Peter awoke, he was, quote, inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean. This is verse 17. Within Christian tradition, the interpretation of Peter's dream is obvious. Stop following God's laws regarding food. You've been freed from the restrictions God placed on you to signify you as a holy people. Now you're just like everyone else. If it wiggles, you can eat it. God has given you a smorgasbord, a virtual buffet with no limits. Your calling of holiness has run its course. But there's a problem with this interpretation that no one seems to want to address. What if Joseph had used the same method of interpretation commonly used on Peter's vision in interpreting Pharaoh's dream? It would probably sound something like this. What does it mean, Pharaoh? It means God is telling you that from this point forward, cows will not only be carnivorous, but cannibalistic as well. And we'll have to begin feeding cows to one another because if they don't eat meat, they'll be emaciated and wither away. And as far as the grain is concerned, they will gain the ability to eat and need to consume their own kind as well in order to be able to survive. We know this is a ridiculous way to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Dreams are not literal. They use objects, images, and themes to represent deeper concepts. Just as Joseph knew Pharaoh's dreams to be a warning about the impending famine, Peter understood his dream as a warning as well. He eventually understands its meaning, and as he enters into the home of a non-Jew for the very first time in his life, he provides the interpretation himself, saying, quote, God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. This is verse 28. He goes on to say, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. This is verses 34 and 35. This was the reason Peter was shown the vision. It had nothing to do with food, but everything to do with people. It set the stage for the new frontier of the disciples' mission among the Gentiles. Rather than avoiding contact with Gentiles, which was normal for religious Jews of Peter's day, he would need to embrace them and teach his fellow disciples to do the same. We always need to keep in mind that God's word doesn't change because of a dream or the misunderstanding of one. The standards God revealed to his people in the Torah have not been repealed, and God's standard of holiness doesn't disappear simply because we believe it to be out of fashion. No, Peter's dietary restrictions didn't change, nor did his strict observance of the Torah. The radical transformation that took place, however, was that Peter's arms were spread wider to embrace brothers and sisters he never knew he had. Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah Podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. 
perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.